John Dowd, your host for Mystery Time. Tonight, as every Thursday night, Mystery Time turns to the classics of literature to bring you Mystery Classics. Great stories of the past brought vividly alive by famous stars. Our star tonight, Michael Redgrave. Our classic, the famous sardonic tale by Nikolai Gogol titled The Overcoat. It is a story full of the drama and the human compassion for which Gogol is noted. Michael Redgrave, with his accustomed skill, brings to vivid reality the part of the modest government clerk, Akaki Akakievich Basmachkin. <laughs> Akaki Akakievich Basmachkin, born in St. Petersburg, March 
I brought you this. Uh, oh, and you brought me what? Well, it's, uh, khaki, a khaki, a khaki. It's like this, Grigory Petrovich. This mm-hmm. overcoat of mine is, you see, it's got a little bit thin here and the other. There's plenty to go everywhere else. You see, it's stronger than anything. All it's good for is making foot claws. No, I don't want to do that. Wrap them around your feet when you get a bit cold. No, but what about that? <laughs> You'll have to get a new one. Get a new one, but... Was a good one. The cloth was thick and the coat was warm. 
You didn't know the wind was whistling you through the streets as I walked to work next morning. Cold enough to freeze you sick at the board. Oh, what do you think so? Uh, uh, I think it's a lot of warmer this morning. Well, well, that's, that's just because I've got a... You said warmer? In an old rag of a coat like... Wait a minute. What? Why, you've got a new overcoat. Mm. Yes, you like it. Everybody, I've got the academic has got a new overcoat as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, new overcoat. Yes, my dear. Oh, could anything be more elegant or oh, warmer? Oh, 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 my dear fellow, I congratulate you. Oh, no, 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 no. no. It's nothing really, but, but you really do. Oh, magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, I'm sure I shouldn't have done Oh, well, I tell you what we'll do. Today happens to be my name. Yes, believe it or not. Will you all come down to my apartment this evening? Oh, and then we'll have a little party to launch the overcoat. You'll come? Oh, And you'll come too, Akafi Akakavich. Well, it is really very kind of you here and think that. Splendid! And of course, you'll bring your overcoat. And so, in due course. I made my way across the town to Vasilia's apartment. And since Vasilia was an assistant head clerk, of course, that meant he lived in the better part of the town, a long, long way away from my modest room. The streets were gay with lamps, and sledges dashed along through the snow, that bell was jingling merrily, and it was as warm as toast and as happy as a lark. And as for the party, well, that was a great success. <laughs> My friend, I, I tell you that a man who possesses an overcoat like yours cannot possibly need to go in his bed. Oh, no, but Peter Vasilia, this is getting on for midnight. Oh, with an overcoat like yours, I can't hear cut you, but... It does no matter. Oh, he's playing a game of cards. Oh, he tells me to lie. It's wonderful. Of course. Do a cocky, a cocky. No, I'm very sorry. No, I, I don't say cards. I've never yet... Oh, then you what? And have a drink. Everybody have another drink. Oh, no, thank you. I, I really think so. If, if you don't mind. Robinson, drop your chair. What? Well, thank you very much. Just excuse me for a moment. Excuse me. Just a moment. I will be back in a moment. And while the rest of the party settled down to their cars, I gracefully withdrew, picked up my overcoat from the floor of a passage where I was horrified to find it lying, busted it off and put it on quietly, and let myself out into the street. The street lamps grew less and less, the streets themselves grew in. And soon, there was not another soul abroad but myself. The fuel muffled the sound of my footsteps. Shuttered windows of the wooden houses through no chink of light. At last, I came to a deserted square. I felt some strange presentiment of evil waiting for me there in the darkness. Then, halfway across the emptiness of the square, two figures loomed up suddenly out of the darkness. Oh! I'm sorry, I, you, you startled me. Give me that overcoat. What? I. What's wrong? Mine? Mine? Yes, your overcoat. I say it's mine. Oh, but, 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 how, how can it be? No, no, this is my overcoat. You think it's a new one? Give it to me. No, no. Come on up. No. <laughs> No, 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 let me go. Let me go. I told you to keep your mouth shut. No, come on, give it back to me. I... Oh. 
had been robbed. The overcoat which I'd saved up so painfully had been stolen from me. The very first night I had worn it. And as I stumbled after them through the snow, the scenes vanished away into the darkness. The deserted square fell back into outer silence. Only one glimmer of light could be seen across it, the light from a sentry box. I ran frantically towards it. What's all the noise about? I've been robbed. You, you were asleep. Huh? Asleep on duty. You, you let them rob me. I, 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 I... Now, steady on. Who's been robbed? So I have them stolen my overcoat. You... You let them steal it. I let them steal it? Yes. You let them steal it. But well, I saw you talking to the men out there. I what? thought they were your friends. No. Well, why didn't you shout out if they were robbing you? Because they stole me. I couldn't speak. They stole my overcoat. Oh, why don't you go after them? Why don't you arrest them? Well, they must be a couple of us to wait by now. Now, if, you have, if they stole your overcoat, uh, you'll have to report it. Uh, tomorrow morning. No, but to the superintendent. You've got my overcoat. What can I do about that? Ah, uh, you just take my advice to go off home before you catch the get of cold. Yes. Oh, standing about on a night like this with no coat on. First thing the following morning, I was there at the superintendent's door. At last, after exercising my authority for the very first time in my life, Admittedly, only to a fellow clerk, I, I was ushered into the superintendent's presence. There I told my story in all its agonizing detail. Now, one moment, that is you. You were on your way home, and it was late. You had been somewhere very late at night. <laughs> Shall I tell you where you had been, sir? Where I been? I, I you had been to a place of ill repute, sir. That is where you had been. No! Oh, that's that, that, uh, uh, really, I've never done such a thing in my and life. And after such an expedition, such a debauch, you have the coolest country to come here, here, with a complaint about the loss of an overcoat. But, Shall I tell you something, my dear sir? But, 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 no, well, uh, yes, yes, what? I very much doubt whether you had the overcoat with you at all after you left the, uh... What? I, well, after I, you, uh, set out for your home. I was attacked by thieves. They did steal my overcoat. I tell you, they did, they did. I, 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 I know they did. Well, sir, we shall see. Yes. We shall see, sir. And now, sir, if you will pardon me. Good day, sir. That was the first day in my life that I've been absent from my desk at the department. The following day, I was back at my desk once more, copying. But the news of the loss of my overcoat was on everybody's lips, and I was a sad recipient of much sympathy and much well-intentioned advice. Too bad about your overcoat, my dear fellow. Incredibly bad luck. You know, I really wish you hadn't slipped away like that on your own. If you'd waited for the others, it probably wouldn't have happened at all. No, Vasily Ilyarovich, but, uh, you know, I was very tired. Oh, look, there's only one thing to be done. You must go and see His Excellency. Now, tell him the whole story and persuade him to take the matter up for you in proper quarters. His Excellency? Do you think he would do that, do you think? Oh, of course he would. I'm sure of it. 
A person of some authority. That's what he is. A person of considerable authority. But, but will he be able to get my overcoat back? Well, if His Excellency can't, who could? His Excellency was indeed a person of the very highest authority. Dorian was dignified and majestic. He had held in considerable awe. His Excellency was a man who believed in putting people in their proper place and, and keeping them there. Nevertheless, he was a man with a kind heart, a good natured man with his equals, and none of which fond of his friends. Even more fond of impressing them. He was impressing one of them the day that I called upon him. This uh, fellow, whatever he is, that's waiting to see me. Uh, what's his name again? Akaki Akakievich Bashmatskin, Your Excellency. Curious name. And what is he, would you say? A clerk, did you say? Yes, Your Excellency. A copying clerk in the department. Hmm. Very well. Have him come in. <laughs> this will probably amuse you, my dear Count. A copying clerk from the department to see me. Oh, good, eh? Give them an inch, these clerks, and they'll take a mile. What on earth can he want with me? Really? Well, we shall see what we can do for him, eh? Akaki Akakievich Bashmatskin, Your Excellency. Well, what do you want? Well, speak up, man. I shan't eat you. <laughs> have you lost your tongue? Eh? Have you? Please, Your Excellency, I... I... Uh... Don't go on, man. Go on. Don't just stand there. <laughs> My overcoat, Your Excellency. Your overcoat? You see, you're talking about. You come here taking up my valuable time, babbling about your overcoat. What's the matter with it, anyway? I've lost it, Your Excellency. Lost it? Do you mean to say that you've got the confounded infantry to come here? Let's say it was stolen, Your Excellency. A new overcoat. It cost me 80 rubles. It was stolen off my back by a pack of thieves. What? Sorry, you come and bother me about it. Me? Don't you know the proper way to proceed? But don't you know how things are done? You ought first to have handed in your petition to the office. But I've mentioned your excellency, uh, uh, you know, clerks are very undependable. How and, and dare you, sir? What sort of ideas are these? Do you realize who you are talking to, sir? Yes, sir. I... You realize who I am? Sir, get out! Let's hear more of this tomfoolery and overcoat him, How I managed to crawl away, how I got out into the street even, I never knew. In all my life, I've never been so severely reprimanded by a person of such authority. I went out into the snowstorm that was whistling through the street. The wind blew and buffeted me from corner to corner across the town. The wind, which only a good warm overcoat could help to keep us away. And by the time I reached my cheerless room, I was frozen to the marrow. The holy saints protect you, sir. You must get to bed at once. Oh, dear, it may be your death you've caught. It was my death that I'd caught. The next day I was in a fever. And the day after that I was delirious. And the day after that in a coma. And the day after that I was dead. Yes, Akaki Akakievich Bashmatkin was dead. 
A creature had departed this life whose cause no man could champion, who was dear to no one and missed by no one. It was several days before I was even missed in the department, for there was very little copying required at that time. And when I had been missed, a porter was sent to inquire about me. Did you go to his room? That's right, sir. Well, didn't I tell you to bring him back with you? I want an explanation. Where is he? He couldn't come, sir. Why? Is he ill or something? Not exactly, well, sir. What the devil is the matter with him, then? Well, sir, they buried him three days ago. No. Really? Dear Dinny. Peter Vasilievich. Yes, sir. You wanted me? Yes. Akakievich is dead. You'll have to copy this. I'm afraid that Akaki Akakievich was not missed very much by anyone. My landlady sold my two possessions to pay the doctor's bill and a few more incidences. And somewhere in St. Petersburg, a man was wearing my overcoat. But when the news of my death had chanced to reach him, one man did feel a twinge of conscience on my behalf. And that man was a person of great authority. Yes, in some ways, perhaps I was a little abrupt with the fellow. <laughs> you know what I am, all bark and no bite. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I tried to sort it over for a day or two. I sent one of my clerks around to get a few particulars. The fellow had lost his overcoat of all ridiculous things. But when my man arrived, they told him the fellow was dead. Too bad, you see. <laughs> Too late to do anything for him. There's no chance I must be off. Charlie, big Charlie. No, it don't come down to the door. Far too cold. This winter really has been bitter. <laughs> it's a terrible night. His Excellency was helped into his warm fur coat and climbed into his sledge. His driver cracked the whip and the sledge moved off down the street. His Excellency turned up his collar against the wind and settled himself under his pile of furs. Suddenly, he got a sight of his fur collar. The wind rained wildly. He started under his to see a man standing on the sled beside him. A short, unimportant little man with a small gold patch without an overcoat. At last, Your Excellency. No, no, it's not you that I want. It's your overcoat. You refused to help me and you were arrogant. You didn't care about my overcoat. Now, give me yours. <laughs> oh, yes. His Excellency gave up his overcoat. He tore it off and flung it out of the sledge into the road. And the driver cracked his whip with his eyes jumping out of his head, and the horses galloped away into the night. His Excellency arrived back, chilled to the marrow. For him, had been a very fine overcoat. Oh, yes. Yes, an overcoat of the very highest authority. 